3: To
1: getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've
3: always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Hello, my bunnies. It's Arden. Okay, before we get to this week's episode, I just have to say, oh my God, you guys. Thank you so much. First of all, for everybody who came to the live show, the one that was on Dynasty Typewriter. It was so fun. Dynasty Typewriter, which is where we did our draft picks. And the only reason I don't think we're going to do draft picks for the season is because we know who she picks. And then we know that Latisha's coming and we don't know her batch of guys. So, you know, 2020 is the upside down. All bets are off in 2020. But it's the same theater that we did it at. And I don't know if you guys watched it. I feel like a lot of you were there. Um, they do such a great job making, you know, what is essentially for most people would be the equivalent of like a Zoom show actually To me, I think I felt like I got to have a real live book launch. I feel like I was at a party with my friends. I felt excited that you guys were all there. And, um, you know, I thought Lauren Lopkus was a delight, Brian Safi, Debbie Ryan, Bachelor of the Year Rob Benedict, my brother, all of it. So it really meant so much to me. And but even bigger than that, just the support of everybody just through this whole book process. And I bet a lot of you have them in your hot little paws right now. And it just means so much to me. I mean, truly, just through this whole journey, I have not felt alone, even though I have not left my garage. And I hope you all love it. Please email him. Let me know if you guys have finished it and you liked it. Feel free to leave a review on Amazon or Goodreads. That's helpful. And I'm thinking, I mean, look, I'm such a psycho about COVID. I'm so afraid of it. I've really been socially distancing. But, like, I I can't believe I can't go on tour. I can't believe I can't go meet everybody. So my brain... You know, I was, I've been trying to figure it out. I'm like, there's got to be a way. There's got to be a way, at least in the Southern California area, like that I could do a small, mini little Miss Little Compton outdoor book tour. Like, there's got to be a way that I could go to like indie bookstores during the day, do like a in the parking lot signing socially distanced or like a par- I could park my freaking car put a little table out you guys do like a drive-by book signing and then maybe like do a show outside at night socially dis. I don't know I don't know how that works um or do some reading I don't know but I'm like there's got to be a way that I could a not get COVID be not get and spread COVID like, there's got to be a way to do an outdoor book tour because it's killing me that I can't go see all of you. I don't know. Or, like, does anybody have, like, a nice driveway I can park in and we have we do a drive-by thing? Like a, a And, like, I do a drive-by book signing, like, and I park in your driveway <laughs> and then perform in your lawn? <laughs> does anybody have a nice spacious lawn? Should we do five fans around Southern California? Um, I don't know. It's just I'm just thinking out loud. I'm spitballing. Guys, now that I'm an author, now that I'm an authoress, this is exactly what John Grisham does. Um, so that's A, number one. Number two, uh, just because the book's out doesn't mean I'm not going to still give away freaking T-shirts or totes or cat puzzles. And uh, again, if I've called out your name and we've gotten a bunch of emails in, just when I call you out, just email in and be like, girl, I want a da da-da-da-da, everybody's entered, here I am. That's the sound of me going through the bag. I'm going to go deep in. I'm going deep in. I'm doing giveaway. I'll give away three today. I'm going to do And you just email me. And you tell me, girl, I want a toe, Girl, a kitty cat. I want a t-shirt. My friend, I want a crazy cat puzzle. You tell me. I'm running low on cat puzzles. So if you want a cat puzzle, this is your chance. Obviously, I'm running low because they're fantastic. First winner is Kate Little Broberg. You are the first winner of... A tote or a puzzle or a t-shirt? I don't know. I don't know what your journey is. I don't know what you want. Number two. Number two. Here we go. Here we go. Second person to get a pre-order is, oh, Kelly O'Rourke's friend, Monica. So, Kelly, you entered, and your friend Monica is the one who won. So you tell me what Monica wants and tell me where to send it, rosepodcast at gmail.com. Third person who won a tote or a t-shirt or a meet the author's puzzle is Catherine Oliver. All right. So that's Katherine Oliver, Katie Little Broberg, and Kelly O'Work. It's the K. It's the I, – I I. will not – they're all Ks. I don't want to say triple K because it's not something that I want to support. But I want to support these ladies. I want to support Katie, Katherine, and Kelly. So thank you again. Rosepodcast at gmail.com. Email me. Tell me what you want. Also uh, – We really appreciate you guys. I've been leaving your reviews and stuff. All of that. Your reviews on uh, iTunes. Here's We got a couple great new ones this week. And I promise, I know you're like, girl, 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 stop talking. Let me get to your episode. That's what's happening. But here's, okay, here's a really fun one. Again, I asked and you delivered. You're like, I will give you what you want, my friend. Okay, this is from Ned Fletcher. Five stars tool for your sanity. I have never watched the shows discussed by the hysterical host and her rotating panel of guests. It doesn't matter. Listen now for the ultimate escape from 2020. Love you guys, Ned. Can I tell you, you're not alone. We get emails, quite a few emails, and uh, from listeners who do not watch The Bachelor but have not missed a podcast. And can I tell you you guys all get special treasure medal of honors. And I'm fascinated by it and I love I love your Lane of the Highway. I don't ever want you to watch an episode. I love that this is this is your podcast. And I'm I'm so thankful that we're of service to you and that you're a part of our journey. Like you are absolutely like front row members of the club and that's the best thing is that I like to think visually you couldn't pick any of them out of a lineup someday when we do a live podcast again I would love to flash have some of you guys there put on screen like four people one of whom has never actually been in the franchise and have you guess or maybe have three people not in the franchise, one person in the franchise. I think that's how we do it. And then you have to guess which person on the screen was actually in the franchise. I think that's a really fun game for our listeners who listen and don't watch. Here's another, Here's another review that I loved. Five stars. Uh, five stars subject, Feeling Thorny by A512. Y'all. This is the podcast. Now I sound like my, my insatiable character, Regina Sinclair. Y'all, this is the podcast. I listen to too many podcasts, ranging from true crime, self help, scripted dramas, but this is the one I feel like Arden is my friend and her honest and vulnerable. Oh, her honesty and vulnerability has helped me to open up too. That's nice. I even subscribe to the Patreon episodes because I just can't get enough. Here's the thing, though these feeling thorny podcasts have been amazing. I've been wanting to pre-order Arden's book for a while But this put me over the edge Love this comedy troupe My good Thank you A512 I'm so grateful for all of the uh, wonderful responses we've gotten to these And this is the last one that we have recorded right now But we'll do more in the future Um, You know, look Look It's nice to like take a pause because guess what? In two weeks, we're all getting back into that crazy hot tub filled with hairless people looking for love. But this time they're at the La Quinta Resort and it's 190 degrees and it's like hairless horny stew and we're going to watch them. And so this, let's just keep it classy. In honor of book release week and you can get it. Guys, I saw on Amazon right now. If you order it today, you can get it in the mail tomorrow. Um... Here's what I'm saying. It's nice to do – we're doing classy. So this this week's uh, Feeling Thorny episode, which is our last one before – there'll be a week off. So if you want, go to Patreon. If you're like, I'm Jones and honey, go to Patreon. Some people have emailed in about the Bachelor Archive. Like, make sure you just create an account. If you're going to go watch The Bachelor at New Zealand or any of the Australia episodes, which some of those are on HBO Max. But create an account. You just have to make a password, and then you get access. Okay. So this person, some of our newer listeners who started during iHeart don't know this person, but this is an OG. This was like my co-host for the first year or two. Um, And then she got a staff writing job on One Day at a Time, but she's going to be with us in our premiere episode coming up. It'll be up October 15th with Padgett Brewster and Rob Benedict. Erin Foley is, for those of you who don't know, one of my favorite stand-up comedians. She is such a smart joke writer. She's such a hard worker. She's such a fun person. We have laughed till tears have streamed down our faces. We're both from Rhode Island. She is such a good friend. And I've just – I really have always – I really respect and admire her as a creator, as a talent, and just as a person. And she is so freaking funny. I mean, this woman is funny. And I'm so excited for our newer listeners to get to know her. So you'll know who's joining us in the premiere. And for our OG people who've been with us through the whole thing. Guys, Erin's back. Erin's back, right? Thank you, pandemic. You brought me Erin. So, um, all right. That's it. We're not going to be here next week. I'm going to miss you guys. And I really, really, really appreciate, again, like honestly, all of you showing up, the support. I want to hear what you thought of the book. I really want to hear. And that's partially why I want to go on tour because I want to also be able to do readings and talk to you guys and have you guys ask questions. Like I want to do stuff and be near you. And I want to figure out a way to do it socially distanced. Outside, because I am a psychopath, and I promise you, I will be an 18 mask and probably some weird visor and gloves and and a Lysol bubble. All right, enough of me, blah blah blah. Here is, without further ado, my friend Aaron Foley. Bye. I'll see you in October. Welcome to Will You Accept This Rose? A production of iHeartRadio. Oh yeah. Oh, are you so all
3: random today?
0: So Randy. These are so good.
2: girl,
3: Will you accept this role?
4: I do, I accept it. Thank you for asking the first. Thank you for asking.
3: Oh, well, you I accept
4: this role. this role? You know what? I I, mean, I was I'm with that the fact that it's just on my knee. Uh, uh, no, I see that, which made it like actually, like it's a little more well, homie. you accept it's this yellow? That's not just the so song
5: it out Rose We're
4: not fully in the mood yet Get ready
5: Uh oh
0: Get ready I can't wait I'm giddy
1: <laughs> You know what time it is oh no. Oh no. You know time It's time it is? for Arden to get a little close. I get close
4: And a little thorny Oh well Arden's gonna go one on one Gonna be high energy fun. Convo's are gonna be yeah. super real. She wants
2: to get with you in all the no. feels. <laughs> yeah, feeling
4: thorny.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh feeling,
4: thorny. yeah. feeling thorny. Whoa. Feeling thorny. Feeling <laughs> thorny. With Without Marie. Oh, yes. Yeah. I, I will accept your thorns.
5: <laughs> <Anne-Marie>. Feeling <laughs> thorny.
4: Can you handle that? Hi! Ooh! Welcome to a very special feeling thorny with Arden Marine, a little offshoot of leagues Except This Rose. My name is Arden Marine, and it's a rainy day here in the clubhouse, and I am here with somebody I'm so excited to be sitting with. Thrilled, I'm thrilled. I, um, she's a Virgo, so we're organizing our course, yep. and yep. Um, I missed her so much. Much. She looks great. She's got a nice cowl neck on. Oh, She's yeah. got the bone structure. She talks about somebody else's bone structure. Let me say, when you talk about Padgett's bone structure, you're eliminating the fact that all you need to do is look right in the mirror, my friend. No. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> my platonic life partner, Erin Foley. Hey. Aaron, I've course, missed you so much. Oh my we've missed you. We're and we're here, of course, with Tana and Katie. <gasps> I don't know what Anna just drank, but something <laughs> happened. Was it a uh, hot tea? Hot oh, tea. it
3: was either a cold go, or hot tea. I would say go face.
4: slow on the notes, so it's not so. Because I'm so ADD. Um... Aaron Foley. First of all, I've missed you. Congratulations. For those of you out there who don't know, Aaron Foley is now a staff writer on One Day at a Time. One Day at a Time. Yeah. One Day at a Time. How does that theme song go again?
5: Well, Gloria Stefan did the reboot of it, and it's awesome.
4: What was the original one? That's all I know. I want you to know that for this reboot, I went into audition to play the part of Schneider. No, did I read that with you? Did I run it with you? No, you never told me that. I went in. We ran. With, I ran with Jordan. They. I got the sides, and I was like, surely there's been a mis. <laughs> surely, for those kids, kids, children out there listening. Back in the day there was a show, an original version of yes. One Day at a Time. There was this gentleman named Schneider who wore like a, a denim g- jeans denim vest. He always had like a like a Burt Reynolds mustache yeah. and like a cigarette rolled into his sleeves and uh I can't handle it. I'm so sorry he's, I can't he's handle the, handyman, it. the handyman He's the handyman and um and like but he was like the epitome of masculinity and I was like why would you cast why why yeah obviously i'm not gonna book this and they're like well we might go another way and then i had to go in an audition to play schneider and like of course they cast a man
5: well i think i can't speak for them because yeah. i would have cast you as the anybody thank you um uh but the whole it was such a you know hard right reboot that i think they were you know it went from you know, white people in the Midwest to uh, a Cuban-American family in Echo yeah, Park. So right. I think they were just trying to turn everything on its head. But it's uh, it's been a dream, and I'm going to try to now write anything I can to get Arden marine on the show. Oh my god, thank you so much. I can play Schneider's
4: like, uh, his twin, his, speaking of twins. And we'll get to, so for those of you who are like, why, why are we doing this? Why, why a side offshoot podcast, Arden? Why, like, first of all, I like getting to know my friends more like I like it's very rare in this day it's very easy just to get hang and joke around and like you get to know people as you go but it's it's very rare that you get to sit and really have a one-on-one interview with somebody and this is leading up to and you've been so supportive but this is leading up to the launch of my book so excited! so excited called Little Miss Little Compton and you can pre-order it now on Amazon and I'm begging you please pre-order it now and in your brain you're like maybe I'll do that next week, like, do it now, do people. It now. She do wrote it. a book. She wrote a fucking book, and and like, think of it as like a present for your future self. Because you buy, you order it now, and then when it arrives, you're gonna be like, oh my god, right? I ordered this. Yes. You bring it to any show that I'm at, I will sign it for you. Like, truly, I am so grateful that you guys are are buying it. Apparently, my dream is to get on the bestseller list, and apparently, you need to sell eight thousand copies.
5: I will. Rob a bank, yes. and buy eight thousand.
4: <laughs> copies. Oh my god! Thank you
5: so much. I'm, I'm. I've always wanted to rob a bank safely.
4: You know what? You've talked about that a lot in yeah. your stand up. Yeah. Well, here. So writing the book, it was an interesting thing because I so. I mean, I don't like normally to sit around think deep diving, thinking about like childhood and school and family and stuff like that, and like. But it was an interesting process, and I'm like. I'm fascinated by how all my funny friends came to be.
5: You aliens, straight up aliens.
4: They came down. Just hatch right before I met you. I am obsessed with your mom. Oh my God, she's the best. How is she doing? Good. Are they in Florida?
5: No, we've moved them to Texas. That happened. Yes, that happened uh, a couple months
4: ago. For those of you people out there listening, tell us a little bit about your mom. Uh, well, uh,
5: I always put them together, Mary and Dick Foley, but Mary in particular is Mary Agnes Kathleen Foley. That's the and most Irish name
4: I've ever heard. Yeah.
5: It doesn't get more Irish than that. I, I Sometimes when I say her full name, I used to put her maiden name in. Yeah. And then, what was it? Oh, I can't say because she heard me say it one time, oh. just like in passing. Yeah. And she's like, if people can g- g- then figure out and then take my
4: money. Oh. And I was like- Okay, oh, that's fair. Okay, sure. I mean, if somebody's coming on a bachelor podcast to take your mom's money, right? They really want money. it. Made me laugh so hard, but now I've dropped, I've dropped the, the her maiden name for Wait. security
5: purposes. I want She's a dollar 95. Baloney. Okay, great.
4: Um, um,
5: yeah. Okay, anyway.
4: did you? Um, how much of your childhood cause I grew up in Rhode Island. Yes. And a lot of the book is about that. How I much can't of, wait How much of your childhood is was in Rhode Island? Move uh,
5: We moved there right before my twelfth birthday, so right from, before seventh grade. From where? We went from New York to Connecticut to Rhode Island.:
4: First question, New York City.
5: Uh, nope, not New York City. I was born in Long Island. Dad is Brooklyn. Mom's Long Island. They met in Manhattan. Lived in Manhattan for a while. Then she was like, "I'm gonna get. I'm gonna have a baby." Yes. And then they moved back to Long Island because by that time, my dad it was like that very kind of famous merge of a uh, Long or uh, Brooklyn people into Long Island. Okay. Um, whatever families, pricing, neighborhood stuff. So. There was kind of a big uh, exodus, okay. and uh, so yeah, so they moved back to Long Island. Yeah, I was born in Long Island, till four, uh, eight, nine years in Connecticut, then Rhode Island. But Rhode Island is it, the
4: best. It's the best, right? It's the funniest state. Yeah. So you were there watching Patrice Woods, you were watching Mario <laughs> Hilario on the local news. You were there. Oh God, I you forgot were, you these were there notes. during the thing. Buddy the, Cianci. Cianci, the great I talk about him in the book, the greatest yeah. mayor of Providence. he was a convicted felon, got out and got reelected. Got stuff done. Got, Dead bodies everywhere. He had his he had an off duty police officer drive him over to his like girlfriend lover's house and he beat him up with a fireplace and iron and put a cigar out on his dick. Yeah, that's what I'm talking and about. He had over the head that ashtray. Okay. Um and then you were also there probably for I the Sonny Von Bulo. the Von Bulo, remember that? Oh. That was yes. all in the news. I, 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 the I coma. Mean, the, the 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 all the coma. And all the um uh you know, Great Gatsby being filled in in the yes. Newport mansions. We almost um, got to have they were they were trying to get um, Witches of Eastwick to <gasps> Little Compton. And I was like, this, I'm going to get discovered. And then the the group, the church women were like, no, there's sex scenes in the church. And so the, the Puritanical, they shut it down and went up to Cohasset Mass. And I was so, I had such a grudge at Cohasset. Like, for, like, 15 years that, like, my chance was lost to, like, get to hang out with Cher and Jack Nicholson as an awkward 11-year-old. Oh. That was my time. Well, it's still, I mean, right
5: now to ha- hang out with the both of them right now. Right? She looks I mean, amazing.
4: I saw her on Dancing with the Stars the He's other a
5: little cuckoo, but.
4: Okay, so you grew up in Rhode Island. How was moving there in junior high? Because that's kind of a, that's a tough state. Did you go to p- public school? Yeah, we went
5: to. Um, it was a real battle between Mary and Dick because, and this is, uh, I just like to preface this next sentence is, I did not know I was gay. Okay. But when we moved in seventh grade, I, my mom scouted out the best public school district and that was South Kingstown. South Kingstown public high school was a great high school. And the neighboring one was Narragansett. I wanted to go to Narragansett because it had fast pitch softball. Right again not gay right so i was pleading the case my dad and i were like it's fast pitch it's fast pitch down. Right. better school academically you're one like- of the best in the state slow pitch so boring
4: right you're like i want fast pitch
5: mom won clearly right. we went with academics do you think you would have come out earlier shattered my softball would you dreams. have come out earlier if you i don't know because fast- i did play slow pitch for another six years right right still had no idea but, I mean, that's super gay. Did you have a boyfriend in high school? Oh, my God. Hold on. Something's coming up. Is
0: it feelings? <laughs> is it, is it, is it, oh,
5: oh. No. I did the thing where I pined after a dude. And yeah. then as soon as he liked me, I was like,
4: nah, get away. And I was kind of like that. Maybe I did that for a long time. I was kind of like that. Yeah, but I was gay. Right, that's true. right. I, you were being selective. I think I also just had such low self esteem. I yeah. had a terrible dad, so I was like, "I'm a monster. <laughs> you can't see behind the veil. I'm only fun at a party, and then you get to know me, and I'm the worst. I'm a garbage. And everybody knows it." Well,
5: that's not even remotely true. No, so. no.
4: Now I know that. I yeah. know
5: that now. But at the yeah, time, I was like, "Stay
4: away. I'm the worst." No, you Did have you had a little Compton. High? We didn't have a high place? school, so we had. I went to the public school in town. For Grammar school, and then the, there were the high school was Middletown, which was like an hour commute over the bridge over the bridge. And it was like it was like got like a one star in academics. And so, my mom was like, I don't, she was like, you know what? I she had a bad education. She was from Long Island, she went to Bayside High, and oh she was God. like, I didn't get an education, so I'm gonna. She goes, I in my mind, high school is where your brain is malleable. She's like I'm going to run out of money for your college, but I'm going to send you to the best high school I can send you to. That's
5: a great idea. And
4: she sent me she took like a third mortgage out and like sent me to boarding school. Where? In Connecticut? Middle, it's in Concord, Massachusetts, Middlesex School, which is super preppy, but it was it was great because no, everyone was off playing lacrosse, which I wasn't, but no one was in, they had this beautiful theater and no one was interested in it. So no I got way. to like write plays because like, they weren't my people, but yeah. like the beauty of that was I had access to this facility and I got to like, Basically go to college at 14.
5: Wait, did you know that you wanted to perform and write oh, yeah. and all that from oh, like yeah. from a little oh, baby Arden?
4: Oh, like four and five year old Arden. There was a girl in in kindergarten that moved down the street who was from New York. And I actually talk about this in the book. Like. I call her a different name in this in the book but her name was Courtney and she moved down the street like and she lived in New York and she had a commercial agent and she'd been in like a serial commercial and I remember just like grilling her about it and being so jealous and like sitting my parents down and being like you're holding back my career like no we got to move now change my diaper get me out there yeah and then my mom was like I'm not moving to New York for a five-year-old and so she was like as soon as you can like live and not get like kidnapped you can go be my cash cow and like take care of me. This is fascinating. Yeah. This is
5: why this is such a
4: good idea to do this because
5: yeah. we've been friends forever. Yeah, yeah. But it's so, you know, it's we're always like, we're doing this project. Yeah, yeah, ha- yeah. yeah. You know, it's interesting. You and I could get dropped off in the middle of like the desert and then yeah. we'd be like, hey, we found a dance party oh and uh, one bottle of
4: water. And, like, you know, but like, it's nice to actually have a chat, share some. I love details. you so much. I just want to, like, I just love you so much. I never tired of you. I never, not, I always <laughs> want to be. tired of you. Like, that's I, so adorable. Like, I always want to be around you. Yeah. I'm, like, you, you make me crazy. You make myself crazy in a way that's like, <laughs> I don't care how tired I am. If you're like I'm going dancing, it's like, well, obviously I'm coming with you. Like yeah. I don't care where we are. Yeah. Like obviously. It's hard to meet
5: <laughs> it's hard to meet those people as adults. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like even when I don't know, throughout the years something, something in, in Megan, my twin, she always like you know, I'm always like, Oh, I'm doing this or doing that. But I always like when I talk about you, she goes, like, I my, my face goes up. I go, Oh, art, and she goes, Oh, art, and like, when she was oh, when she first started hearing about you, and she's like, Oh, you're fun, friend. The fun, we have
4: a similar there is something there's like a beauty. You, me, and Lisa Delaros are they all the exact same age? I love her, and I never see her. She'll be at the dance party on Saturday, 2020.
5: I'm in LA, yeah, I have it. a life, and now I can actually start you like taking care of more friendships. Yes. It's just so hard this stand up life is it just feels like i have i'm like a shitty friend i'm never home my I back talk goes about out. That. We're going go to go all over the
4: place, and i want to start with this now. Like you've been and we're going to come back to the high school stuff. Like you have been you're one of my favorite comedians. Um I respect how hard you work at it. I respect your work ethic with your jokes. And for those of you out there, she's got all sorts of albums you can order and buy. Deep like... Dive, that's the latest. But she I think you're such a talented stand-up. And but you have been on the road consistently. How many years?
5: Um, I would say consistently probably 8. That's hard. 8. I would say 8. Uh t- actually maybe probably. I mean, I've been doing stand-up almost 20 yeah so i guess maybe like nine maybe nine like like i've always made it a living but it's like been stand up some commercial stuff some writings whatever but then stand up like on the road stand up supporting yeah um yeah because i've been in la 12 and it was the first couple years trying to figure that out so i would say like nine or ten consistently
4: when you were like i want to do this for a living was the dream like was the dream specifically i want to be a stand up yeah i i think
5: i i i always wanted to do stand up cuz i i mean when i got into it it wasn't when i was in new york city it wasn't like and I'm not, this isn't a uh, a shot on anyone that's doing stand for, you could do stand for whatever reason you want. Yeah. But in New York, when you started stand up, as you know, like you were a stand up and you yeah. wanted to be a stand up. That's right. I had no acting background. I I didn't, I've never to this day wanted to be in front of a camera acting. Right. Ever. ever. Right. When people are shoving me out the door with auditions, I'm like, fucking kill me. Right. So, that's interesting. So I just started doing stand up to do stand up and then all of a sudden I just kept, going and the and i've but the life around it has been difficult the the stand-up has always been fantastic but
4: my favorite stand-up
5: hard yeah my
4: favorite stand-ups i think that it purely that was the main goal was to be just like because some you know like i think the best stand-ups like that was the dream was to most like the actual stand-up part was that's what they wanted to do
5: yeah and i think i think that the the i'll always love and probably go back to like the purity of stand up of just doing stand up but i can't i could not the last couple of years broke me as like a human Right. and that's when i was How like so. i can't sustain this the tra- the travel cuz it's the harder and harder broke me and the money and the and, the, the and not making enough it money it
4: feels like it's harder and harder unless you're at a certain like if, unless you have certain credits yeah and i don't know if this has changed i don't know if this is it's always been like this but it feels like that sort of like that, it's hard to make to put any money away, even as a headliner, yeah. unless you have certain, like it's very, very difficult. Yeah. You know what?
5: And, and this isn't like, woe is me in any, any way. I chose all these steps. But what you, for stand up, it's such a clear path of, um, I've attained all my goals, you know, yeah. headlining, uh, theaters, Conan, like you, you uh, half hours, like it's albums, like it's all very extremely successful. Right. However, what you have to pair it with is television. Right. Right. So in, in, in the, in the people, let's just say, let's just say, uh, or successful standups, um, If you're, how are people supposed to discover you unless you're literally at that club year after year after year, if you're not on TV. So I I totally get that formula, but I never could fit into that formula. So the writing was on the wall maybe five or six years ago. I was like, well, if I don't want to be an actor, like it's just going to be me. The money caps at a certain level. This is going to be my life. And that that never made me happy enough. So I was like, okay, how am I going to figure out this? And that's when I was like, okay, it's gotta be worth writing. Well,
4: and I remember that's when we, we started doing our writers yeah. group. Yeah. And, um, and it's, I can't tell you when I saw that you, I know how hard you've worked on your scripts. And when I saw that you were, cause I know you've been staffed on pilots and stuff. Yeah. But Like when I saw that you were fully staffed on one day at a time, I was so happy for you. Cause I feel like, you've crossed over like you've already had enough bites yeah and like you clearly have the you'd be such an asset in any room and like now you've been vetted and like I'm so happy that I know this has been your goal and that it'll be fun for you and it's more stability and like that's awesome
5: yeah and you know how it is it's like you have to do like so many different jobs so like when I by the way listeners Arden had a writing group because she's a fantastic writer so buy the book immediately you can buy, pause, the, book immediately. Please pause, just buy pause, the book. Just hit pause go please get the, go get the book please buy the book okay, immediately
4: thank you so much for buying the book oh my god, oh my god it's so cool you. that you bought the book Brian in Ohio oh my god Susan oh my god it's you bought it for your sister and for your mom thank, thank you Peter Baker out oh of Louisville oh my pause and god oh my god Kika <laughs> in Tampa <laughs> thank you I love your new tan and I appreciate it <laughs>
5: Mary Foley hit, trying to figure out where pauses, is and then asking someone
4: to get the computer on to buy the book up hey, for you, you Elephant tits in <laughs> Milwaukee, Wisconsin. First of all, you look great. I support your name change. And I appreciate... Thank you. I think I really needed it. Thank you. Thank wow. you. The phones are lighting up, The phones up, are you lighting guys. up, you guys. The phones the are lighting up. The reviews are in. Up. This, changed this book changed my life. This book changed my life. Okay, so...
5: You- but we anyway, do- your writing group. Yes. I say to Arden, I want to, you know, start writing. I did punch up on a, on a bunch of shows through other comics. Yeah. Join your writing group. Yeah. And the greatest thing about the writing group is I met uh, Jordan.
4: Jordan. Jordan, Jordan and I took a
5: pitch out last year. It was like this safe, wonderful yeah. space where you're like, I don't know, this, I don't know. Like it's stand up. You, you can try. Yeah. That's right. You know, you right. can try your jokes and if they that's go. That's right. Fuck off. You go, okay, that wasn't funny. Yeah. But how do you know with the writing? You, dude. How uh, about the book? Did you dude, have did you send people? Anna read chapters?
4: it. Anna did my millennial past to make sure I didn't okay. write anything offensive. Oh my god, that's amazing. Um, my friend Lisa read it. Okay. Um, I ran some I ran particularly, it's weird. It's an interesting thing, and then this is gonna sound when I wrote the proposal, my mom was alive. Yeah. And the deal closed on the day of her funeral. I got the email. They were oh like, God. hope you're having a great week. Like, you know, so truly to, in a weird way, write this book, no one's alive. Yeah. But I'm nervous for my brother to read it. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Like, yeah. like, there's a weird, but you do, like, there's a weird freedom in that. Like, yeah. of Like, and yet... And it turned a lot of it is sort of a tribute book, I think, to my mom. I was just gonna say, you it's and like your mom a, were so yeah. Close. It's like it's a like, tribute. It's like she a tribute. Was so proud. Yeah. yeah, I think she's in it much more than she would have been. Like, yeah. in that, I had I've had like an insane amount of people email me funny stories about her, and I think I I didn't realize what a unique. I just thought everybody's mom was like that. Like, I didn't know that I had, like, sort of a different mom. And so I think it actually completely changed the book. But, like... That's kind of... That's wonderful. It's Actually, I do think the timing of it is amazing. Like, it's a different book. And, like... But it it is picking and choosing who to show it to so that you are, like, making sure you... And there's an editor that's helping me, you know, at the publishing company. But, like... Yes, yeah, an interesting thing of like showing it to enough people that you're getting outside eyes, but not so many that like you showed it to 18 people. They're going to give you 18 yeah. different opinions. Yeah.
5: yeah. You really have to trust. So it's, it's like a more of a one on one relationship with your editor in a way, yeah, in a way. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then of course, you know, I always say, like people when I, if I do stand up stuff, someone's like, Oh, do you go through your, ma-, and I, your manager who I love, but I'm like, no, I go through my, Funny friends. I'm oh, not God. Gonna, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, so I yeah, can imagine yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like a, it's a, yeah.
4: yeah. It's an interesting. I've had my friend Jacob, I read it through twice with. We read it out yeah. loud just to hear it. And like, I would recommend reading it out loud That's twice. A good idea. Reading it out loud really was uh, very helpful. Yeah. Awful, you know, but helpful. Yeah. Did you, when you read it out loud,
5: did you try different accents?
4: I did. I was like, oh, I okay. did here I am in Little Compton, Rhode Island. Oh, how nice to look like Bob from Stranger Things. <laughs> You know, like that. Hello. <laughs> I come from Little Compton. Hey, how's your mother? Who found it? Hey, hey, oh, hey. Then I moved to New York City and I lived in Jack Galvinakis' closet. Oh, my God. That's, yeah. That's good. I was wondering yeah, if you were going to Yeah, that's how try. I can't wait to record a book on tape. Can oh, you imagine? Yeah. I was like, no, this is how I speak. I like mine. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. My name's Kika
0: Butter.
4: I don't know about you, but uh, things are getting so hot in here. I think I gotta
2: take a pee break.
0: Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: I used to have so many men.
1: How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications...
5: She had a Harvard plaque
2: Make woke AF daily with Danielle Moody. Your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to woke AF Daily Season Five on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Question: Who are yes. your comedy idols growing up? Who are you? Who are your influence? Who are your like little North Star lighthouses in the out there? Um. Well, I think pre not knowing that any of this
5: was going to happen sure. because I was a you know, a sports crazed person, I never performed. Um what did
4: you think you were gonna be? What did you want to be? Um I just thought I would
5: teach okay. because I loved school and I my everybody in my family teaches basically. So I was like What did you I major could keep in? going? American Studies. Right. Which I loved and I thought I'll do that. I like standing in front of people, and I like reading. I, I mean, be, you know what I mean. You like, a
4: great teacher,
5: so I don't know. And then I, and then I moved to Manhattan. And I was, you know, I just was like, oh, I'll just like fuck around for a bit before I go to grad school, and then you know, I'm in your house. Doing okay, this, wait a minute. So, so you moved to
4: Manhattan, and what happened? Had yeah. that happen? What happened? Well, pre, I'll
5: just say the only like influence was it was just it was my parents were so funny. Yeah. And they watched, um, you know, as a a family, we watched Carol Burnett show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were obsessed. And my dad loved um, Laurel and Hardy. Yes. And we will watch Laurel and Hardy and try to get out of Sunday Mass all the time. Yes. Uh, So we watched, that I watched a lot with my dad. But then when I was uh, probably college years, late high school, college years, my mom and I would watch every Woody Allen movie to the state. Now I know. I know. He's problematic. I know. But um, I watched him too. His movies are I know. I watched him. I watched
4: him and my brother. It was nice having an older brother because we watched Monty Python. We watched all the Steve Martin movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Mel Brooks.
5: Mel broke. you know what I mean? Like, so airplane, I've yeah. seen oh, airplane right. yeah. 790, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. my parents, like I watched airplane with my parents, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? I know, so watch I watched terrible. I watched everything that I yeah, shouldn't watch. Yeah. I do
4: think having a funny family helps. My family was funny.
5: Well, of course. I, I yeah. mean, I can't, and the good thing about my parents too is like, they weren't like stage funny. Like they yeah. had no, no. there was no, perfor- like it, they were just like my dad in particular, he's, he's seriously one of the funniest, like. That's how my brother is. He, I think I told this, but to this day, I mean, he's like, it's, it's not, everybody goes, you know, whatever. He's very sick and he's, the last time when we were in the hospital, he's in his little gown and he's, you know, it's so hard to obviously run through Yeah, it. yeah, it's brutal. So the doctor goes, you know, through this checklist and I'm standing right next to him trying to like grab my leg to not to be strong it's awful and he's like okay do you have this do you have this and he's like do you the doctor goes do you have a hearing aid and my dad goes what and i literally like i'm about to like laugh so fucking hard because it's my favorite joke <laughs> yeah. like i get i get my sister yeah. and my partner yeah. on what four times a day yeah. and, and the doctor goes um do you have a hearing aid and I was like, "Say it again, say it again." Okay. My dad goes, "What?" Like, and I, I just, I was like, you know, he's like eighty; he's got his a little timing like, is cancer, amazing, cancer, a little girt like thing on. And I am fucking losing that's my mind. Thing. And my dad and I are looking at each other, like, "Who the hell is this?" That's the thing. So I mean, you know, till his to the day he moment he dies, he's gonna be fucking hilarious. That
4: is know? truly, yeah. That's the and there is I like there is even a gallows humor. I, I will say, like, even yeah. my mom's funeral weekend, like, yeah. the worst. Fucking thing had just like, and my brother and I, it was we would alternate between crying so hard and then laughing, like, yeah, because it's so. When we went to, because we didn't go to church, and we there was no place to hold the funeral, we to go beg the church to let us hold there's no there's no public places in little compton and in march is wow. too cold to do it outside there was nowhere to hold it so we had to beg to get let into the church and they were like okay and then when i was like can we play music they're like of course you can't play music i was like can we play the single ladies but beyonce is her favorite song no, no. and then my brother and like my brother believes like um no no you can't play that <laughs> and like my brother and i were fucking dying after like that like i I we were we were laughing so hard. Yeah, in my mind it seemed like a reasonable request. Like, <laughs> like uh, we were dying, you know. And you're like just sitting there because you're like crazy. But there is something yeah. about. We will build the city of God. <laughs>
2: oh, the single ladies, all oh, 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 the single
5: ladies,
4: all oh, the single ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, that's um, amazing. Okay, so question. Yes. Do you think having a being a twin has made you funnier? I find twins fascinating.
5: I think my twin, you know, I, I know I have like a bigger personality. She's quieter, but she makes me laugh so hard. Yeah. Um, and it she just, and sometimes I don't expect it, but I honestly think she's one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. So I don't know, may, probably she's made me funnier
4: because I just... I, but I think. Do you talk about being a twin in your stand-up
5: ever? Rarely. I mean,
4: sometimes. Do you have a twin language? We have.
5: We have. Um, I, I think we have like a like a lot of hand signal. I'm kidding. Um, we like if I stab
4: your twin in the leg, will you feel? It? You know what? We
5: should totally. Tra- we should try, try, try that. To, let's see Wait, it. there's a garden hose right there. Try to strangle me. I'm going to try to see me. strangle. And see if she texts oh me like I need. let That
4: sounds great. <laughs> Alright, <laughs> text her. Give her my number. Yeah, text her. Okay. To give me my number. Stand by your phone. Okay, and just see how you Don't, feel. Are you driving? Just see how you're breathing.
5: Yeah, I think. Are you now? Tell me if you feel like you're going to be underwater in the next thirty seconds.
4: What did you when you moved to New York? How did you pay your rent? And what was the first time you did stand up?
5: Um, when I moved to New York City, I moved in with both my sisters, Tara and Meeks, and I thought I was getting a. Uh, like sharing a bedroom with megan but they had taken in a straggler chris for a couple months uh, yeah. before we all realized he was doing blow like i think in our bathroom but anyway right. Love it this. was new
4: york city it was a different time um there was a lot of blow around that i remember there was a club called oh, cokey's in brooklyn no way yeah i lived in the new york only then. drug i've never i haven't done i've never done coke either but i saw oh, it I was, also haven't done andy, an andy dick showed me coke and i was like that feels appropriate that's oh, like perfect. tinkerbell yeah. that's right I've that feels in, right
5: yeah i've been in parties where i'm Passing plates of coke, but it was the Len, Len Bias, Boston Celtics first round draft pick. Oh, yeah. indeed. Anyway, never did That's coke. the
4: thing. It's like people are like, okay, you yeah. as advertised, you're going to show me coke. Yeah. Okay. Um, Anna just passed me coke. Um, uh, cocaine. Cocaine. Coffee. Tea.
5: Cocaine. What do the young people say? What? Powder of dreams? Cat Powder of dreams. I'm not young. The white candy. So I lived in uh Cornelius Street between 4th and Bleecker in Grey an illegal block. greatest block in an illegal sublet where i had a mattress and i'd push it under the dining room/living slash living room table yep. at night and sleep under the table <laughs> in a single mattress for the first 4 months i was 22 yep. having the time of my life that's the thing i slept on a mattress underneath the dining room table Blow but it was Cornelius was it a real oh, mattress. Full mattress beautiful mattress i slid it it was just under. <laughs> then we'd slide the table out and then slide the table back. So there's
4: four of you in a one
5: bedroom. Four of us in a in a two bedroom. It was kind of a glorified one bedroom with like a
3: crappy yeah. wall.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then Tara uh, took the went to the summer. She um, uh, theater by the sea, wrote Rhode Maturonek, Island. Matunic That summer, she was at grad school. She had the summer off. She's like, get me out of Manhattan. Bartended at theater by the sea. Yeah, she did. I got her bedroom. Okay. Uh, waited tables. I waited tables. That's where? how I made a living.
4: Where that's hard. I waited tables too. Is brutal. Oh, it's the worst. God, where waiting? Didn't I wait tables. Waiting tables is hard.
5: The great thing is, I I had some crappy jobs, but then I got into the Arc
4: restaurants. Great, great.
5: So I worked at Ernie's, and that was kind of changed my life because that's where I met Cynthia Corey when she started dating Tom Papa. Yes, uh, yes. He's a Phenomenal comedi- comic. I just Tom did Papa. his radio show with Fortune Feams. Yeah, it's such a great show. Um, so that was, I got insurance. I worked there for four Whoa, years. Insurance, Yeah, because it was ARC Restaurants. Okay. And they had, it was like corporate America, but the, the restaurant wasn't that corporate. It was all like MFA grad people from Yale. They'd like sing and dance on the shifts. It was the greatest job ever. So you had a blast. I had a blast.
4: And then Stand Up New York was I right there, that's the, right? I think that's the first so is that, that the first place the, you ever did stand up? I think Boston Comedy Club is the first place yeah. I did stand up. Oh
5: my god, I've I was I don't know how we didn't overlap.
4: I might have been stand up New York, but I did it. Met with C- Carrie Hoffman. Yeah, that's stand That's Tim. That's, st- that's stand up New York. I lived right up near there. Yeah, I lived on 83rd in Columbus.
5: So the restaurant was 79th between 79th and 80th on Broadway. Cynthia was doing stand up at the time, and I would be on my shift. And if I couldn't, if I had a spot. I would run in my uniform, I'd take my apron oh my off, do a set, they would cover and we, run back to the restaurant. Were you there
4: when I was like 80 miles and Bobby Tisdale yep. Zach Alvinakis f- and Lisa Delario? And John Cockrell. Yeah. And John Viner.
5: Yep. I know all those guys. And then
4: it was like the like the next level up, it was like Sue Costello. Yep. yep. And then there was that guy she was dating who was Italian that opened the Gotham Comedy Club. Chris. Chris, what's his last name? Um
5: uh uh <coughs> Yeah. So I started at Gotham doing six thirty pre shows. Yeah. And I'd bring three people and Sue was there all the time
4: and, and now she I've known Sue for, it. She was the, so scary. She was scary. She's warmed up a lot. She was totally scary. Totally warmed she was, up. Yeah. Because she, she was also fairly good. I mean she, she was I remember yeah. she had development deals.
5: Oh, she was it back she was then. It. She and was then it. I remember going to the bathroom and I came out. Now, I don't know if she's dating Chris. Yeah. She was cleaning up the sink area. And I just seen her on stage. I was like, why did you clean up the sink area? And yeah. then with that thick Boston accent, ah, Chris is my boyfriend.
4: We got to clean up the clot." Like, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh my God. It's amazing. Was,
5: I was so nervous around her. So,
4: where your first set ever was at the New York Comedy Club? At New Club.
5: York Comedy Club. How yeah. did
4: you do? It was. I think probably terrible. Yeah, mine was I just,
5: terrible. I just remember being like... I did it a couple times and it didn't go well, but I remember being like, I I love this and I just need to take some time and learn about stand-up. But How did I was, you do that? What I did was I, I just wrote and then I followed... Judy Gold and Jim Gaffigan around New York City. And I'm not kidding. Really? I went to so many different clubs. Were you I'd, friends like, go... with them or were
4: we just oh, no, no, were in no. the lineup? You no, just I watch just, them?
5: Those are two of are my favorite. And you would just watch them? And I would just watch them and watch them. And then, uh, yeah, just watch a lot of stand-up. And then I came back like five months later, did a set at New York Comedy Club. Did went... Judy
4: Gold pass away? No. Judy Gold. No, no, no. There's another Gold. There was a different woman. Never mind. Oh. No, 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 no. no there was another my woman. Oh, God. No. No, God. There was another uh, woman who my friend wrote a show about that he was friends with her. She was, he, she was also a groundling, and her her name was either Judy or her last name was Gold, and I was getting Oh, gold.
0: okay.
5: No. Okay, never mind. Judy's, it's not the same person. I would lose my fucking mind. I'm so mind. sorry. Sorry, Judy um, Gold. Sorry, Judy, Judy Gold fans. I'm
4: sorry, everybody. Judy, sorry, everybody. in fact,
5: is, I would think, better than ever. I mean, she's... All right. she's amazing she so you she followed does, them around amazing. and yeah. you're like
4: okay that's that's my that's what yeah. you, what's possible i'm that's watching what's, what's possible. possible that's the greatest thing about i mean i mean you went through it yeah look at those shows that we were on i was like oh my god these, these are the greatest comedians in the world when i look back on and again i do talk about this in the book but like when i got to chicago i started before new york i was in chicago oh, when i was right. 19 and i had never had any desire to do improv but i landed at this place the improv improv olympic theater and like the house team at the time was Adam McKay who went on to go write oh God, Anchorman and won an Oscar for yeah. like, you know, the the the, the big short. Yeah. Um and then it was future UCB founders, Matt Besser and Ian Roberts. And oh then God. it was um like the people that were there. It was like Ollie Knock. It was just it was just Laura Kraft who went on to go. Oh my God, it was Horatio crack. Sand going, yeah. Horatio Sands, it was Rachel Dratch. It was just like this everyone was so good. And it was all before they went to second city. So like it was, it was like they were at the height of their powers, but nobody like the second they got to second city, then they all got picked to go to New York to either be on SNL or like the daily show or whatever. But like watching who was there when I was 19, seeing what was possible was like, wow, look at them go. Yeah. Look at them go. But it's so
5: inspiring. I mean, yeah, it was the best And in New York. You would just go from club to club and, and then when I, I started doing pre-shows at Caroline's, um, you have to bring like 10 people on a yeah, Monday night, right. you know, Andy Angle those shows, yeah. um, you know, it went really well and I would always bring people so... Um, he let me just come into Caroline's, and when my favorite people came into town, I watched them. I'd go yes. in the back and watch, like Brian Regan, still to this day one of my favorite comics. I watch him extensively
4: every yes, time he's he came so in. Good.
5: He's amazing. Who was um, that guy that had the bigger shows?
4: Dustin. was that guy? Dustin Chafin. Dustin Chafin. Okay, so I Dustin, did the Dustin show.
5: I love Dustin Chafin. So Justin yeah. Chafin. Yeah. For the last ten years, um, is uh, with uh, Leah um, Bonema. But, They're but dating? I can never remember how to pronounce her last name. I've gotten to know her through her trips back to L.A., oh, and yeah. I've, I'm obsessed with
4: her. She's wonderful. They've been dating 10 years. I can't believe we did not know each other. I know. Who was your comedy buddy? Who was your comedy... Jessica Curson. Pe- Great.
5: Jessica Curson
4: who Who's just... So funny.
5: Well, this is going to air later. Yeah. But check out her... Uh, Bill Burr uh, produced her Comedy Central special. That's amazing. It came out... I read about it. it. But it came out last night. It got great reviews. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, I mean, she should have had that special 10 years ago. That's right. You know? Isn't it kind of interesting? Like, she's been doing comedy probably 20 20 plus years. Yeah. Yeah. And like, kills every single time she's on stage. Yeah. But she's not on television. Right.
4: And just got a special. Right. That's what I mean. You know what I mean? No, it's... Yeah. It's impossible to follow her. I think it's also... Um, oh God! Yeah. Some of the people who you're like, Oh, I don't want to go out. Don't make yeah. me go after them. Don't make me go after them. They're too Hysterical. good. Hysterical. Yeah. It was Karen Bergreen,
5: Marion Grodin, Jessica Curson. Um, those were like, yeah, buddies. And then when I started doing, uh, uh, this guy, Ron Pool had a show called pool party. That was a real game changer for me. Cause that was every Friday and Saturday in Midtown. And that's yeah. where I met a bunch of gay comics. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that was a game changer. When did you come out? Um, So I remember hearing about this. I didn't come out on stage until maybe eight years in.
4: I remember you saying that like you were working with people who knew who you were working at a restaurant and you like. Oh, the, oh, the, the, you were talking about this with me once, how you were working on like, there were people like, they were like waiting for you to come out. Oh yeah.
5: Everyone was waiting for me to come out. I had no idea. But the, the, but like the third day in Manhattan, my sisters worked at garage restaurant, which is no longer, which is such a shame, um, which was, you know, heart of West village. And there was a bartender, Marianne. I remember this. I sit down. This is like literally my third day in Manhattan. Yes. I sit down. Now, I am the gayest, but I have no idea. I had an inkling. At that point in time, I had an inkling. <laughs> I love it. But this. when I'm, I'm not, this is not exaggeration- she said, we were talking, she goes, oh, you play for our team. I remember this, and you didn't know what she was talking about. And I had no idea what she was talking about. And I literally said, Art, and I said,
4: oh, you have a Garage has a softball team? Oh, my God. This is the cutest. That's the cutest. It makes me love you even more. I love and you even she more. Said, and I, I already loved you at an 11 on a scale. of yeah. went to 10, and now you're at like a 15. It's off the charts. I was like 22. You're adorable. And
0: that's I said, the cutest. I was
4: so excited to play softball. May I also just to say, back in the day... Uh, no one no one I grew up with came out so much later like it wasn't a thing I feel like now people can come out much younger people are coming out when they fly fly out of the womb yeah it's like nothing it feels like god thank god it's like not a thing but at the time we didn't have people weren't coming out like it wasn't it was it was it was it just wasn't as common. Now it's like not a thing. It was not encouraged even remotely. No. I mean, no. it was shameful. It was terrible. It was just sort bad, of like a it was, non-issue. Yeah. It's
5: like, oh, nobody's gay. We know yeah. 10%, but yeah. not really. Like, it just was like a non-thing. Best friend in high school, Becky, second yeah. base, shagging the shortstop. Yeah. Two years older. I yeah. knew, but I had no, yeah. I have since probably apologized 790 times in my life because <laughs> I knew, but I had no vocabulary. Yeah. But I didn't have a vocabulary if she was shagging the shortstop and it was a guy. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, so it's yeah. just Irish Catholic. Push it down till your she, ankles explode. So
4: she said, "You." So she said, "You play for our team." You're like, you have a softball team. And I said, "You have, you have a softball this is team." This the best thing ever. And she goes, and then and then
5: she goes, "Oh oh um, yeah, you'll figure
4: it out." Was she cute? Uh,
5: I mean, oh yeah, like okay, but yeah. I you know I I and I and I said, "Oh oh my god." And I remember going. Huh. there's not much to figure out. You either have a softball team oh my God. or you don't no, have oh my a softball God. So team. Please tell me
4: you say this on stage. Do you no. talk about
5: this on stage? No, I don't. But I, I just was like, this is, what am I going to figure out? I'm either, you oh, need no, to no talk that's about what I said. That's what I said before I went out and I was like, I had that thought. I, I said to her, I said, oh, do I have to work at Garage to be eligible for the team? I can't even. I was this. literally I trying so to get much. information.
4: Yeah, you were like, how do I sign up? Do I, do I buy I a jersey? Like, Can I buy a jersey?
5: Because I'm not, not going to work here, but if you need extra... I remember saying, "If I'm not going to work here, but if you need extra players. <laughs> oh and then God. she said, oh, you'll figure it out. This and is I the go, most lovable I can't thing. figure it out until you give me the information. Oh, my God. You either have a team or you don't. Oh,
4: my God. <laughs> You're like, where's the team? Oh. I want to play for your team. I was like, I have team. a club. I'm ready to go. Are I we wa- going to do this or not? I want to play for your team, yeah. bitch. Why are you not letting me play for your team? I mean... And then what happened? <laughs> and
5: then a couple of years later, I made out with a lady who worked, whose brother worked at the garage.
4: Who e- initiated it.
5: Yes. We, it was the clearest. I can't remember how I even put my pants on yesterday, but I'll remember this moment for yes. the rest of my life. Still at the garage. Love it. Going to see some friend's band. Um, I had 28 gin and tonics. Love just this. the right amount of gin. Loving it. We I grab her and I said, Oh, let's go over to this place. Yeah. I know she's gay. Love it. We go to the band place. My sisters are there. All our friends are there. Love it. I go to the bathroom. She follows me into the bathroom, pushes me up yes. against the bathroom stall. We make out, come out of the bathroom gay. That's the best thing I've ever And that was heard. it, with no one to tell. Oh my god. Hammered. I was like, uh I, like I just I went into the bathroom straight, came out gay. Oh no God. one available for talking. Who did you eventually How? Who, who? Who was the I, first to I just to hear? was like, ah. and so I lived in Brooklyn with my best friend Carrie. Oh my God. Still didn't tell her. Love it. Didn't do anything for like a year. Yeah. Then started sort of hanging out with this woman. Yeah. And then I, I was like, I have to tell her. And I said, Carrie, I've, I've been making up. I'm get becky maybe gay she goes oh, you're the gayest okay great can we get oh, over this oh you're the gayest. That was it. i was like oh okay she's like yeah Ugh, god i've been waiting for you to tell me it's so annoying so do you like her like what's going on and i was oh. like oh all right and then i called my other really good friend adrian and i said i've got something to tell you like and i was shaking and i go i'm i'm gay and her reaction was she screamed at the and she goes ah
3: this is so Excited,
4: oh. like screaming at the top of her So you lungs. had, the, you had just nothing but good news.
5: Nothing but good news, how and about, then I h- could tell my sisters.
4: How is your? How were your? How was your parents?
5: Less than thrilled. Yeah, but but fine. I just knew it was going to be super super awkward. Are they religious? The the most Catholic of all Catholic. Right.
4: Okay, so but yeah, my mom not sure asked
5: me. Mary Foley asked me if I was gay. Oh, okay. And I rerouted the conversation. It was 8 a.m. We been, I'd been home for a week, and I was taking an Amtrak train yeah. from Rhode Island back to New York at maybe 10.30. Love that train. 8 a.m. I'd been with her for the, the whole Sella. week.
4: The Acela? Pre-Acella. Bef- that's too expensive, anyway. Yeah, it's too expensive.
5: Um, yeah, and so I kind of rerouted the conversation. And so she asked finally, you. She yeah. asked
4: you. She, I mean, she probably knew the whole time. And she wanted to make it okay for you. Yeah. Okay, this that's is... my mom dinging. No, that was... I'm going to turn that... It was just in case Paget arrives. I should just tell her, will you text her to text you? That's what we'll do. Is she joining? She's... No, no. She's in a half an hour, but sometimes oh. she shows up early, and the okay. thought of Paget holding up Paget out, oh, locking her out. No. Okay, we're back. So I'll turn but my But anyway, yeah.
5: So it was awkward, and she was like, you know, brought up kid stuff, and then she's like, well, I'm devastated. And I was like, I knew you would be. And then two seconds later she's like we have to return the movie at blockbuster blah 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 okay keep it moving went Keep it home, moving. return the movie went home light and polite walked through the door and i was shaking like what is she gonna say and she's like i cut out an article on billy crystal and how from my aarp magazine oh. about how he does it. and i was like oh all right this will you- probably be it and then nothing and then two months later i was dating someone i was like can i bring <sighs> shelly home for thanksgiving and she goes yeah of course and that was it and you never talked about it with your dad. Never, never. spoke about it with Dick Foley. <laughs> this is amazing. He was, he was I in, love that. He was traveling so much for work. He was like literally on a, on a fishing boat out of Rhode Island, out of Point Judith. Yeah. And the day I moved in with my girlfriend, Karen, I said, he's like, what are you doing today? I said, dad, I'm moving in with Karen. Didn't moms tell you? And he goes, right. Yes. Yes. Right. Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 Right. Right. Yep. Right. Yep. 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 Uh-huh. 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 Yep. Right, and it went it went on for, like, a minute and a half. Oh, my God. And I was like, I think he I was just trying came to, be out cool. to my dad. I
4: think he's trying to be cool, too. Yeah. You know what? When I watched that movie, The Queen, about Princess Diana's death, and the people were all mad at the Queen and how she's always like, let's go for the walkies with the corgis. Like, oh. my family is so... And I kind of... There's a certain appreciation to, like, okay, we good? Yeah. We good? <laughs> and, like, like, it's so not this world of, like... Like like look, it's it's important. Yeah. I'm glad that in my real life I can talk about things with my friends and my like but like there is something to be said for like okay, okay yeah. good yeah. everything, okay. Right. Let's we never going to talk about this again? Yeah. We're good. Okay, okay, All, Like, yes. so, so like that's just that never... was your family as well? Oh, yeah. 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 That's New England. New England. That is full New England. Yeah. Even it's
5: New York. I, th- I think it's, I Rhode think it's Irish. Rhode Island. I think it's Catholic. Yeah. It's, you push. Yeah.
4: Like, keep it push moving. It down. You just keep it, you moving. keep it moving. keep it moving. Keep it polite. A little bit formal and... Yeah, and and just change the subject and go to TJ Maxx. Weather, Filene's Basement. <laughs> yeah, Filene's Basement. We're gonna go to Michael's Crafts. Oh, We're gonna go yeah. buy a glue gun. We're gonna yeah. get some pom poms. Let's get some ornaments for the tree. We're gonna get a Keep new throw this pillow. Shit moving. Yeah. How was
5: your year? My yeah. entire year was great. <laughs>
4: <laughs> My year was Happy so. Good. New year. My year was so good. It was fine. My year Everything was so good. Was fine. I, you know, it is. Uh, yeah, it's really. I. I appreciate. I appreciate when nobody like. There is something to it. I like some. I, you know,
5: I, I think it, the troublesome is now in the romantic area. Like my partner is always like, I need more, oh, and from, I'm like, oh, I get it. That's hard. so. It's been
4: better as I've never dated anybody that needed more. Thank God. no. I, I actually I did date one guy, but he sucked, and he didn't think I was open enough, and it and. He was also yeah. awful. So, yeah. if somebody needed a lot from me, I don't think I'd be the right person. Yeah, pass, <laughs> pass my river. I'm two ounces of yeah. fluid, and you're a sixteen ounce cup. <laughs> i This is this is how much water is in there. Can I can't I, give you more. Oh my
3: God! No, they did not. No,
0: they did not.
2: I used to have so
1: many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications...
5: She had a Harvard plaque Can I ask you a question? Anything? And I know you can just tell me when to. No, start.
4: we have a half hour. Um,
5: okay, when great. you're writing the yeah. your book, what was the one thing that you didn't plan on talking about that you talked about, or like the biggest kind of discovery?
4: I will say there was two things. One, they re- the publisher requested a chapter. On how I got from a town with a general store to being on television at the age of 22. Like how did I – what happened? What did I actually do like to have, go from stars in my eyes to actually having a job on a show? And I found it to be so uncomfortable to write Yeah, because it's like to hear the voice in your head of like – who, who cares? Like, who the fuck do you think you like? Oh, okay, Meryl Streep. This is how I. <laughs> Here is how I did it. You want to like you? Wanna, you two want to be covered in cat? Like, but i remember But I have to say, rereading it and like reading it back, like as I've been like you know, yeah, readying it um, to see. Like oh, if I was a, if I was little me, and somebody had grown up in a little town, I would want to know the nuts and the bolts of this led to this I, I led know. to this led to this led to yeah. this. That chapter physically. I, I kept blacking out when I was writing it. Like, I, it would, like, take me... Uh, the voices in my head were so loud of, like, who do you think you are? That's like, who... Oh, okay, Jennifer Lawrence. Like, <laughs> this is how you got to be the number 11 on the call sheet on a sitcom. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was, like, very, very... I felt very braggy. It was very anti-New England. Like, not flashy. Like, not braggy. Yeah. Um, and then I think the other thing that's like I never and I mean the book is very funny but like I never in a million years again when I sold when I wrote the proposal like I actually think I've written a comedy version of like the year of magical thinking of, like, <laughs> at the very end I never thought that I would be an expert on grief or like yeah. for my own like And I would never thought I would as a growing up in a house where people never talk about things that I would actually like, if somebody else is going through something at the very I have like, here's things that have helped me. It's never what I have ever would have imagined that any book that I would have anything to do with would be like how to deal in a real way in an honest way. Like that was certainly not what I ever thought I would be writing about. Yeah. Ever, it is. sounds awesome. I'm really proud. I, of I it. love that. I I'm mean, really Grief proud of. Grief Island. It. I mean, I dude, remember. I mean, day you're, one of Grief Island. Dude, it was day one of Grief Island. Well, yeah. I write. Actually, it's funny. Like, so there's unfortunately two death chapters. Yeah. There's like my dad, and then but people my mom. Wanted, you know, a, I, and, I can't wait to read. But that. I talk a lot. I talk a lot about how the podcast, very much so, has been surprisingly a large part of like putting Humpty back together again. Yeah. Because this thing this seemingly silly thing that's about hairless people falling in love. (laughs) You know like (laughs) that in the strangest way has helped me to get to know people. I've never played sports before so it's given me like a sport and a team something that's sort of meditative when I'm watching The Bachelor and taking my obsessive notes like a serial killer. Like that that this has been very much been a large part of putting Humpty back together again.
5: Well, that's fantastic.
4: How are you dealing with your dad? Um
5: yeah, it just doesn't it's it's it just seems like the summer was kind of brutal, but I we had I, I'm just very lucky that we had that small window where he was okay to move them into my sister's I know that was house. a long
4: time coming.
5: That was really it was a real rough Couple of months because I didn't think we could physically get him on a plane. How did you do that? He came out of the hospital, healed enough. To literally physically got them on a plane. I went back to Florida like every couple weeks. Yeah. Moved. Megan took a week off. We got the literally put them on a plane, cleaned the house, put the stuff in the U Haul, put the stuff in the car and
4: drove You drove it. We drove From Florida to well, Texas. We had a
5: moving van, but the rest of the stuff we like gave away. We sold, we put in a car, and Megan and I moved
4: drove the car from
5: Florida to Texas. Because
4: you're quiet about it. You're quiet about it. Well, I just
5: I I it's it's awful. It just sucks, and also like, the state of the union. Life is hard for everybody. Yeah. I'm going to be like, let me tell you. No, I'm not. You scared. know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, now it's the, the the the. I always have to like try to stay positive, but the the wonderful thing is like my sister's there. Are they in Waco? My, they're safe. They're in a house. Like he's back in the hospital, but um, you know we're coming in ten days for the holidays. Like he's where he's supposed to be. It's awesome. Yeah. Are they in Waco? Uh, They're in Waco.
4: (laughs) Okay, I drove there. I drove to Waco when I was filming in Dallas because I'm obsessed with Fixer Upper.
5: Oh, my God. So
4: Rebecca Romaine, also obsessed with Fixer Upper, and Jerry O'Connell rented like a... F 150, and we drove a gigantic truck. Wait, what was this? This is when I did that horror movie, Satanic Panic. We drove off. We had one day off. We'd been shooting nights. So we slept till like 3 p.m., rented an F 150, drove to Waco to look at, to go to the Magnolia Silos. Oh, my God. I gotta tell you, we were driving all over Waco, and we're like, we could live here. Like it's it's, it's cute. It is really it's cute. really cute. And just in the four years Tara's been there, oh, it feels like it's been oh, transformed. Chip and Joanna Gaines are nailing it. Every house, and I am even such a psycho that I went online and I got like a driving map of like. This was this house. This house. so like yeah. we stopped. We drove from house to house, and I was like, I like I found like the we found like the shotgun house that they bought for like thirteen thousand dollars, and then like renovated. And, like I'm like, why don't yeah. we all just move to fucking Waco? Like well, when I took my partner
5: there, right, yeah. we were I was doing shows in Austin. She came yeah. to me in Austin. We drove to Waco. It's the best.
4: I loved it. It's very religious, but it's great. It's, that's the only thing. It's, it's very, a little bit too very, conservative. It's very conservative.
5: But we met. You know, Sarah's like, I want to, I want, let's buy a house. You can buy a house, like. I know. You can buy a palatial estate for like 300
4: grand. And they're so cute. They're so cute. Chip and Joey and Gaines really have nailed it. I thought, I have to say the silos, again, they were closed, but Rebecca Romaine and Jerry Cuddle and I were one of like 20 people outside of the closed silos, like taking selfies in front. Like, and they were so much. I thought they were going to call
5: like those two should have called Chip and Joanna and, like, open it up.
4: Yeah, they should have. Come on. Come on. You're like on a fucking t- supermodel. If you've worn the wings, you can get into the <laughs> fucking salon. I will say that, like, it was, it was less... It was like less kitsch. It was like so cool and cute. Like it's really I cool and cute. I loved it. Yeah. So your parents must be happy there.
5: They are. And you know what
4: since Ta- Tara, I
5: think that's her name, right? Yeah, my Tala, sister, Tala. Tala/, Tala. Slash, You T- know, she's a professor so at, at Baylor, so they have gone to like the orchestra at Baylor. Uh, you know, a, a, a choir, a baseball, like they—they love using, it. Using that's you know amazing. What I mean? They have are so
4: Facilities, that's, yeah, that's
5: awesome. Um, the Philharmonic, like the, Baylor's, amazing. So,
4: what were holidays like growing up in the Foley household? Give me Christmas morning.
5: Oh, well, first of all, most people. I I feel lucky that like. Everyone's like, "What are you doing for the holidays?" I'm like, "Can't wait!" Because we, I know, I love
4: Christmas. We always love together. I love any holiday. I love lights. Yeah, I love, I love whatever. I love a holiday party. I love it all. I love like the weird, like all the clove mochas that, like any kind of of anything. I've been killing
5: it in my office, bringing in all the office decorations because I've never had an office.
4: Yeah, I've also discovered the ninety nine cent store. Oh my god, that's where I get so many of my. I throw a big holiday party every year, and I get a lot of shit at the ninety nine cent. It's the best. If you don't out there guys if look I, you're probably listening to this it's probably mid-may but if you are like for whatever holidays coming up if you're yeah. like i want to start a, a whatever collection a fourth yeah. of july collection Memorial day labor Star, day july labor 4th. day halloween flight Easter, day flight day, nice you get whatever whatever you, you go to the 99 cent store get a yeah. nice base and then you can pick and choose some booze from like anthropology or whatever yeah. on yeah. sale on sale or, or, Target, or just go to pier whatever. one go to pier yeah. one get it on sale your nice base at 99 cents or is my full base?
5: Um, I it's, load up, stick it on the office walls.
4: That was my full base for years until I started throwing a birthday slash yeah. Christmas party. Well, no, not for, but I'm just saying for yeah. the office. Yeah, obviously. No need to look any no, further. No, and by the way, it like you can get like 15 silver balls for a dollar. Yeah. The best is
5: I kept looking at the back of the items for a price. That's right. And then I was like That's right. Oh, okay. Good thing you're
4: beautiful. Is it good thing I'm you're beautiful? In, I'm on camera. Can I just say I've traveled with Aaron Foley and I've said this before and I've gone out numerous times. You are like a magnet for straight ladies <laughs> who <laughs> Like, like, they have like one glass of Chablis and all of a sudden, (laughs) who was it? We were at like some casino in New Vegas that was not on the strip. And like the manager was like, let's just say someone was maybe Olivia Munn could throw me on the desk and make out. And like, like she was dating. The man that like ran yes. the casino, but she kept playing a fun game with Aaron and I, like, let's just say you made out with I was so like, f- I'll make out with you. Yeah. Like, what's the problem? Let's it, do this. It was crazy. She ran. And then she ran, and then the she ran away. The away. After and then she,
5: she... Ra- Basically, was throwing
4: herself. At yeah, me. she's like, we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. You're like, okay. She's like, how dare like, you? How dare you? That was the <laughs> night you got so drunk, and you were like, you. unfriended I was, everyone on Facebook. Oh my god, <laughs> I can't incredible. even. We can't talk about that. No, that night. was an we incredible. That was. A remember, mess. I called you like, that was morning in a total panic. Yeah, and then you re-undid and then, everything, and then yeah. you undid everything that you'd done. It was a disaster. It was like four in the morning. I didn't even know you that well. It was like you, mean and Maryland Rice Cup. Yes, was it? Wait, was it? Yumi it? and or Christina no, no, no. Preszinski also yes. funny, both funny. Yeah. Um, and so Aaron Foley, big dream twenty twenty. What do you? What would your dreams be for twenty twenty?
5: The dream for twenty twenty is uh, uh, I want to continue writing on a show. Yeah, hopefully great. on One Day at a Time. If it gets it airs, well, it'll be airing when this comes yeah. out because yes. it'll air in the spring. Great, it'll start airing March of twenty twenty. Loving it. I'm hoping the dream is that it gets picked up for season five and I get hired for season five. So it's been an amazing experience so far. And, and, uh, are you still touring? Nope, I've stopped. I've just doing local shows for stand up. Okay. Uh, but now I'm going to take a nice long break because it's exhausting having a full time job. I wake up at six forty every yeah. morning. Yeah, you're and tired. You're tired. My
4: life is just kind of
5: yeah. And I have never taken a break in twenty years, and I'm yeah. taking a break. Great, I love it. So I'll
4: resume in a couple months. That's fine. And I uh, took a break. Yeah. I I canceled all my shows this year. I was like, I'm going to give myself one full year from my mom. I can't do it, Arden. You you're working <laughs> around the clock. I was like, I can't do it. I was like, I'll yeah. give myself one year, and then I'll get, I'll do live podcasts and stuff yeah. like that. But yeah. um, one year, and then I'll get back back on the horse. I can't do it.
5: Yeah, well, that's just you being healthy and taking care of yourself. Yeah, I like, I
4: can't, I can't.
5: It's it's just this weird shift where your whole my whole identity is stand up, and now I'm like, who am I? But yeah. it feels totally great. Yeah, just to take a breather. Um, yeah, and then I move in with my partner February first. Oh i going to force her into marriage because that's romance. I love that. And, that's uh, how you do it. That's how yeah, marriage just has happen. just to be writing and to be healthy and to be uh,
4: with Sarah is uh, one. That's my goal. Final two questions. Were you popular in high school?
0: I was. I knew you were. Popular. Of course you were. You were <laughs> popular.
4: In a, in a, Rob in Benedict a, was popular yeah. and Wells was popular. Yeah. I bet you Lauren Lopkins but, was popular. But, like, but not mean girl popular. No. Like, you know no, what no, I mean? Just you were well
5: liked. Fun. fun. That was fun, and I played sports, and I liked to- Were you kids. prom queen? Were you prom queen? I was not prom queen. I was, uh, it was, uh, Becky and I was, uh, she was second base. I was left field, and we were vice president, president, four years. Yeah, you are. So we ran the school.
4: No, I, I knew it. I knew it. We have so many, like, we've, the people we've done a few of these so far, and everybody's been popular. I was social. <laughs> okay, last question. Opening night. You're getting out of the limo as as a contestant on The Bachelorette. (gasps) What do you wear?
5: A full football outfit. (laughs) And I do an aggressive forward roll, catch the ball, (laughs) spike it, and I go,
2: let's do this.
5: (laughs) And And I take the helmet off and I go like this. And you've got like black hair, black hair. Longer hair. Yes. I've got black under my eyes. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh. Yeah Yeah I'll have to come up With some sort of Yeah I love it I like spiking the ball Hopefully I don't hit her When I spike yeah, yeah, the ball Yeah No
4: what if you do You do though uh, You go like And you I go Oh god I,
5: Then I just give her Like a bloody nose And yeah.
4: then
5: I have to, <laughs> to Pick up <laughs> bit of my back. Um, some some sort of that. Football sequence I think
4: I like that I like that Yeah Keep a, a, a tight capris Or the other thing Would be Full center night fever
5: You know yes. Where I come out out, Wait, throw lady. the jacket at her. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the staying alive is on, and yeah. I just dance my way out.
4: Yes. Up. Yeah. I picture myself, obviously we know I'm in the, I'm in the short in the front, long in the back. I'm in the mullet dress. And then I'm now picturing myself doing like a barrel roll, like, like that hedge, like the sonic hedgehog. Like I roll, like I roll up with like sparks, like I figure out how to have like sparks because I'm like rolling so hard Okay, and that I attempt to do a split, but I'm really inflexible so that I'm just (laughs) kind of like stuck in my mullet, like stuck there. And then I'm like, can you give me a hand?
0: I like it. Right? I like it.
4: It's like, and then it's like, and then it's like, oh, she's human. She's not just awesome like a hedgehog. She's yeah. also human because she needs a hand because she's stuck. That's what I'm I aware. like it.
5: Another thing, yeah. now that you're talking, which, Please. You, which I'm envisioning just to you doing yeah, this. yeah, great, great. Is um, you get out of the limo. Great. Love it. Um, and then you look at him yes. and you go, D- Do you love dirty dancing? Yeah. He and he'll go, Yeah. Be like, let's do the lift. I and scream, nobody pull, puts out. Sprint, Nobody sprint puts baby right in the corner. Him. And then you
4: sprint at him. And then I jump. And you jump and you just hope it works out. I just hope it works out. And yeah. then like we fall, and like my snooch falls right in his face yeah, by accident. And I'm like, oops, ABC. Oh, and sorry. then they're like, she's out of control. And they're like, she's not even drinking.
5: Yeah. She has had a thimble. <laughs> of she's had a of thimble Pinot of wine Grigio. and she
4: hammered the Pinot Grease. She's had one thimble of Pinot Grease <laughs> and she's hammered. Um hammered. in conclusion. I know this will be airing later. I know we're doing draft picks next week. Yes. How excited are you for Peter's season?
5: You know, I had gotten a fairly busy. Thank God, the last couple of months. But when I walked into this cubby, you home got of excited. Dreams, Clubhouse of Dreams, you got excited. I thought, oh
4: God, I'm getting pumped. Come to Sketchfest. It's on Sunday at four. Fly in that morning. Come do it with me and Paget and Rob. Just come do it and then go back that night. Maybe come do it. I mean, I want if it was Saturday, it would be no brainer.
5: I know this Sunday
2: stuck there.
4: You won't get stuck, but it is so close. It's so close. You're not going to get stuck.
5: All right, let me think about that. Great,
4: we'll fly you up and everything. I know.
5: I just I get nervous about like the job and stuff. I get it. But it is still. But why don't we so just make woke. sure that you
4: leave the stage by five? Like, will this, you just leave? If
5: I could take like a flight back into Burbank, I yeah. actually think this could work.
4: Yeah, you gotta come. You gotta come. Padgett's gonna be there. One podcast at a time. Yeah. Um, Wait, Padgett's gonna be there? Yeah, Padgett's gonna be there. In conclusion, Katie, Anna, what would you guys wear? What would you wear?
3: Um,. Uh, a really really long gown that people need to like carry <laughs>
4: <laughs> handlers are you going to bring handlers like children are you going to have like <laughs> like 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 four like six four year olds dressed in like foot like foot servants like 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 mice fancy mice
3: yeah, like clear, like immigrant children that I'm like, I'm giving them opportunity. Yes. Oh, yeah. They would that love that. Great. That would be
4: that would make ABC look woke and also not woke. Katie, what are you doing out of the limo for Peter? I've never thought of that. You have to think of it. What are you going to wear for Peter? Peter, you have to dress as an airplane. <laughs> I would just... Or a sexy stewardess. (laughs) An
0: actual airplane. Like, have wings. Because remember, like, he was pretending to be an airplane in that one scene in the last season. Like, they're going down the jetway and he's like... I would
2: just dress as a fucking airplane.
4: Would come oh my God. Yes. I, I would piss you off. I would come in after you and I would hand glide in and knock him over. I would like start from some other house yep. in Calabasas yep. and have somebody like attach a cord to me and drive me down PCH like on the back of a Hummer trying oh to get my, me. Oh my, that is And an then interest. I would release that, like, like the clip yeah. that would attach me to the Hummer. And then I would just like dive bomb in and like, and like, like short shorts. Yeah. And like, like a real titty top and Maybe like. Maybe a cape. A cape. And then I would write sexy stewardess alert, and then I would like come dive bombing in. And then, yes. and then put my snooch near his
5: face. I'm going to revise my answer and go as the person that cleans the plane right after the plane lands. I'm going to go in a full onesie yeah,
2: with that's goggles. Right. That's right. That's and just right. and
5: like a, just with a couple garbage bags and be like,
4: everybody off! We got to get this. We got to get this clean for the next flight. Okay, I'm going to revise mine. I'm going to revise mine. I'm going to be the guys like out on the flight tarmac. I'm going to have the glow thing, and I'm going to. But I'm going to have it go right to my crotch. Just right to my crotch. Crotch. Just going I'm gonna wave it in. I'm gonna go right to my crotch, and yeah, then uh, and then yeah. at my crotch, I'm gonna have attached like when Katy Perry would tour and shoot whipped cream her boobs. Yeah. I'm gonna have a windmill, and it'll say like "knock knock buttercup," oh! and it's gonna spin around, <laughs> and then it's gonna have like a video screen of his mom cheering for him fucking on my leg. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna revise. Okay, I'm gonna revise. Great. Okay. I'm gonna go.
5: I'm gonna be dressed, and yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna drive up in the yeah. uh, the gas oil tankers that refuel <laughs> the planes and I'm going to yeah, come out with the okay. hose from <laughs> my vagina going back to the gas tanker and be like... Are you ready to take a spill? I don't know. I have okay, to work, I'm I'm
4: revise. I'm gonna revise. I'm gonna revise. I'm gonna come in as present day Val Kilmer, floated like really fucking floated, and I'm gonna be topless with my tits flying, my like like almost D cups flying, and I'm gonna go. Are you hey Ace? Are you ready to play? Are you ready to do the blue scene with me? But like beach ball version, and then it's gonna be like volleyball. I'm gonna have a volleyball and like a sand pit and then I'm gonna be like, tell me about it, stud, and I'm gonna and then I'm gonna play both the part of Meg Ryan and and present day fat Val Kilmer and then I'm gonna have I'm gonna have Surrey Cruz and Tom Cruise <laughs> And then and then I'm gonna be like and then I'm gonna be like you're my you're my goose man and then I'm gonna and then I'm gonna tackle them. Feel the need, the need for speed. Yeah. All right, last revision. I'm gonna get out of the limo and go, I'm gay get back in the limo and then just keep I it moving. <laughs> you keep it moving you keep it moving guys i don't know what else you want from a bonus <laughs> podcast you are not expecting this i don't know what you're waiting for and your payment could just be one purchase by the, the, the book by the book by the book by the, 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 book, book. the book little little, book. Miss, little compton guys little i need this i'm not gonna lie to you I just hanging paid, on by a thread i got you guys. paid like 14 dollars to write it so like yeah. at least make me look popular.
5: Everybody, get the book. Just get the book. I'm going to rob a bank. I'm going to buy
4: 8,000 copies. I'm gonna, it's going to go straight to number one. God, I'm going to rob a bank next to, and then I'm going to go to jail and they'll be like, you can't have your earnings because you robbed a bank. The Citibank on Glendale Boulevard. I'm coming for you. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna go <laughs> I'm West giving West, you a Arno. heads up. I'm, I'm, robbing, I'm robbing the Chase Bank on the corner of Los Feliz Boulevard in Hillhurst. I'm coming for you. Sag Credit Federal <laughs> Union in Burbank. Yeah. I know where you are. Apple Bank. i <laughs> <laughs> the Upper West Side in Manhattan on 73rd of Broadway. Even though you're a small bank, I'm still going to rob you. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah, exa- yeah. Sal- Santander Bank in the commons, in Little Combs in Rhode Island. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. come do a book signing, but before I do that, I'm going to rob you, and I'm going to buy myself uh, 4,000 of my own books that I've already read. Phil and Ann's gas
5: station on the corner of 4th and <laughs> Main in Rhode Island. I'm coming for it. We're going to rob you a <laughs> point. <laughs> and then we're going to buy artist books and make <laughs> our number one seller. And
4: then I'm going to go, hey, hey, it's me. Knock, knock. Knock, knock, buttercup. You want to a fucking <laughs> I fucked your mom in a windmill. <laughs> but I'm going to have like a stocking on my head, but I'm going to have great hair underneath. Oh, I am sweating well, and joy. Well, what? Uh, I really feel like we went to nationals on this. We did. We passed did. regionals. We passed state. We went right to nationals. And guess what? We had full heart, clear eyes, and we couldn't lose. We couldn't. <laughs> We left it on the field. <laughs> we left it on the field. I think we left it That's on the field. You do. You leave it on the dance floor and you leave it on the field. I feel like I know you all the better. So when I meet you on my dance floor next week, you're going to know I mean fucking business.
5: I'm going to look at you. Our eyes are going to connect and be like, we're going to leave it on the dance floor and we're, we're going to fucking leave rob a, a bank. bank Happy New Year. Year.
4: Thank you guys for <laughs> listening. Erin Foley, I love you. Love you right back. I'll see you in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. this rose is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
0: Hey girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the Global Number One Podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared.